0: Hello everyone and welcome to This Nintendo Life, episode 166. Aptly named, I feel, for our current situation uh, and the world and everything happening. It feels like an Order 66 has been passed <laughs> down uh, from many governments on high to uh, the peoples of the world as uh, we uh, deal with uh, COVID-19 and the global pandemic that surrounds us. But uh, hey, we're still here at the moment uh and uh we're talking about video games i'm nbz i'm joined of course by bali how are you doing Bally?
1: i'm very good uh gonna try out disney plus later today we've got animal crossing on the go yes it's kind of there's there's things to do when you're kind of living your entire life at home at the moment
0: yes that is the case uh the other thing you can do when you live at home is to become a viral influencer like me that's a good uh, have a have a tweet blow up that <laughs> goes ridiculous uh that's definitely an interesting thing and i'm I'm sure we'll talk about animal crossing and social media when we get to uh that part of the show but um anyway lots of things to talk about uh on today's show do you want to tell the fine folks at home what we're going to be chatting about
1: today we are going to do a two segment show for the first segment, we're going to be talking about the games that we have been playing and the second segment we've got a bit of a news roundup there was a nintendo direct mini as well as an indies direct that we want to have a chat about it
0: fantastic so uh yeah let's get into it bally it has been an interesting week or so and i feel like lives have changed in a matter of days uh, i'm now in edinburgh i escaped london because i the lockdown there is going to be real bad and uh i mean there's still lockdown everywhere but i'm in edinburgh now and we have been playing animal crossing pretty much nonstop. uh it has It is really such a weird coincidence, but it is the game that I think people needed right now, and it's the game that is just everywhere. Everyone is playing Animal Crossing. I cannot escape it. It is just eternal. I saw Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones this morning posting about Animal Crossing. Like, it's just just infected every element of people's lives, and I think it's because, you know, people want to escape. People want to go to a nice island, live out their fantasy of not having a mortgage that they have to pay off, too quickly and you know things like that you st- still have to do that tom Nook yes. is still around and but, it's um, kind of
1: come at a time on top of the fact that it's just been so long since an original animal crossing that people were already so keen to play a new animal crossing on top of the fact that it's, it's launching on one of nintendo's most successful systems in a very long time in the nintendo switch that it's just all these factors on top of COVID 19 is just all playing together that this is just the thing that everyone is playing and talking about.
0: Yeah. It's uh it's definitely uh capturing kind of a spirit and and a moment and I think it's it's pretty cool. So let's uh let's maybe talk about Animal Crossing. When was the last time you played an Animal Crossing Bally? What what's your history with Animal Crossing?
1: My history with Animal Crossing was the first one I played was Wild World on the Nintendo DS. Uh and we both played a lot of that game. That was kind of like the game I I played a lot of at the time, and then the Wii version City Folk came out fairly. It felt like it was fairly soon after. I think it was like three, four, five, potentially more than that years it later. It was, I
0: believe, it was two thousand nine. The uh, City Folk, we should say, in the UK, it was called Let's Go to the City. Everyone's favorite localization. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was like four years, yeah. maybe after. So I
1: I must have played maximum. Ugh, 10, 15 hours, maybe even 20 hours. I don't know, like really small amount of time for Animal Crossing.
0: I mean, the most uh, vivid memory I have of Let's Go to the City is both of us trying to use the we speak, everyone's favorite peripheral and it just being a clusterfuck not working at all yeah Um, yeah. for those who don't know the wii speak was basically the peripheral for the wii that you put on top of your tv on the sensor bar really and was supposed to capture audio from the whole room so it wasn't like having a microphone directly near your mouth it was just like hey let's just take every sound source um including the audio from the game sometimes which would get mangled in and was a very poor voice solution for nintendo
1: we were already reflecting our sound back to each other even though there were only two of us which was terrible um but then honestly say kind of put me off massively i thought right I've, i've had my fill of animal crossing uh this game has proven that like i'm not in the mood for more animal crossing and then 2013 when new leaf came around kind of just felt even though it was four years later it felt too soon for me to like go down that path again and i just decided even though i was playing quite a lot of games by 2013 i just thought i'm not gonna play this game it's just not my cup of tea uh but then as the years have gone on and here we are seven years later that like yearning from Worm crossing came back and it's really kind of hit out the park with this game
0: yeah um so i'm similar to you obviously we grew up playing wild world like i must have dumped three four hundred hours into wild world minimum um and city let's go to the city was you know again kind of a disappointment i did play new leaf so i got it when it came out there was also kind of a time when you know i lots of people from the pokemon community were playing it and so it was a good thing socially to play with other people but i also got it for free essentially because there was a 3ds promotion back in the day where if you bought two of these games you'd get a third one for free so i believe i bought like donkey kong country 3d and another game and then i managed to get animal crossing for free digitally because i wanted it digitally on 3ds because you know animal crossing it's a game you check in with daily sometimes you're only for half an hour or so and so you always want it accessible and easy and right there um so that's why you know getting it digitally would work the best and we both got it did, did you get it digitally uh, for I switch did get it digitally for switch yes yeah uh, which i think is a good decision i think it's definitely the way to go with a game like this um so yeah i uh i like new leaf a good amount i think that the mare stuff wasn't as big of a step as it probably needed to be like that it started to move into the area of like hey you can do these building works and there was the islands that you could go to with the bugs and stuff like that but fundamentally it was still kind of the same animal crossing and i think new horizons though it's still very fundamentally animal crossing represents the biggest step the series has taken in quite some time like i would say since this is the biggest step since the original on gamecube came out um and a lot of reasons for that right like there's so many different elements to this game that have made it far more of a kind of canvas upon which you can express yourself and your town and anything you want to put in it um, the very simple act of placing down an item that you'd only usually be able to put in a house onto the island has fundamentally changed i think my approach to how i view the island and, and how i view the entire game uh, as it were because back in the day i really only cared about what was in my house did i have all the nintendo items can i make a cool room Could i get all the furniture sets and now that customization has just been exploded onto this more kind of global level right with your entire village being an example of that
1: yeah it totally kind of makes you care a lot more about the stuff outside your house and honestly you kind of i've got a bit of like i've got so many options that it's kind of like analysis paralysis they call it like in the board game um scene where you have so many options that you just freeze. And I kind of feel that in certain mornings where the game is very good early on at like gradually breadcrumbing this to that and and gradually growing. But I'm at this point now where... I'm only making a certain amount of money per day, roughly, unless I really want to kind of farm fish and bugs or whatever. Um, and then I need to decide, am I going to keep going into my house or am I going to invest more in my town and make sure like the houses are where I want them to be and like bridges and, you know, stoops like to go up to elevated platforms and i'm kind of of the opinion like i'd rather just focus on my house initially um i'm going to unlock sort of terraforming options and that that's when i'm really going to go to town on um changing my town kind of like making all the houses in a row on the beach that i want to do or put them all up in the mountain with the campsite and all these cool things so
0: yeah and it's interesting right because i think that this game has taken from Quite a few games that have been out around these years i think minecraft is an obvious influence on, on animal crossing right like i don't think back in 2013 minecraft had gained its kind of global ridiculous heights that it currently sits at it, obviously it was very popular and famous and stuff but you know i think minecraft had a huge influence obviously on things like breath of the wild and, and now on um on uh, the crafting and animal crossing and the idea of you just being able to kind of make your own space essentially uh and and that stuff has been very interesting to approach right how, how do you feel about the breakable items because again that's another kind of breath of the wild thing coming in here that i feel a lot of people will be very annoyed by um i've ne- never been someone who's that bothered by breakable weapons right when you grow up playing fire yeah. emblem um it's kind of drilled into you that like <laughs> yeah. it's fine you just get nothing a new is one, right? forever <laughs> nothing is forever there's no permanence of course um so i definitely have found that once you upgrade to the kind of second tier of items that they'll last for usually a day or so and then you'll have to make a new one and i have a system whereby i've got a mini workbench inside my house and so i go in there i access my storage where i keep all my iron nuggets and my hardwood and all that stuff i go in there get what i need make what i need and then just put it back into storage and it's a very seamless process it's not and here's the thing right people who are i guess speed running animal crossing are like oh i need to do this i need to do this i need to be as fast as possible. I don't know like you can approach the game like that but i just don't think animal crossing is the kind of game where something like an item breaking is really a thing that you should be too worried about because it is a game that you can take as slowly at your own pace as you like you know it's it's a pouring long kind of year project as it were of you finding everything and inviting animals to your village shaping it to your liking and i i don't think it it bothers me at all really it's it's kind of like oh it broke i'm fine let's just go make another one you yeah. know like there's kind of a sense of like the feeling that animal crossing gives you puts you in a mode where you can get less frustrated and i think that's probably less the case in an action game like breath of the wild where you're in the middle of a fight and a thing breaks and you're like fuck's sake i need to find the thing um but again i don't feel that way about that game either because things breaking just means you have to improvise and then weird shit happens and it's just amazing yeah but, yeah i think know.
1: the the way items and weapons break in breath of the wild versus this game does feel very different where this game it just feels like it's a part of your routine whereas as you said in breath of the wild it's almost entirely changing the way you play that game in certain aspects depending on for example what enemies you're about to encounter so in this game it is about that routine and as you said it is it is the you're in this for the game for the long haul and i do think you get the most out of it by playing a smaller amount every day rather than burning out and playing for five hours a day for the first month, even though that's what I'm more or less starting to do. (laughs) But what I mean by that is... Even this last week, there were a couple of days where I only spent maybe 30, 40 minutes. But I made sure in those 30, 40 minutes, I was still doing important stuff that progressed. For example, like I'm having a couple of areas of my island where the density of fruit, foreign fruit trees is really, really high. And I'm not worried about how ugly they look or how cramped they are. I just want as many as possible in the smallest space as possible in order to make as much money as possible. So like, it's this idea that my town doesn't look perfect yet, but at the moment that the project is to make money, get more villagers, get my house upgraded. Uh, for example, like, I stayed up a very late the other night trying to get a sturgeon, trying to get all the necessary fish before the end of March, which is one stressful thing that this game definitely. Right. Has yes. I'm glad I overcame, and i
0: I mean, I'll... at the very least, right? The southern and northern northern hemispheres exist now, yeah. so you can go to different places, which means that you could, you know, even if if you missed a sturgeon or whatever you could theoretically go to a southern hemisphere town not too long down the road like you wouldn't have to wait until next march in order to get one basically um because i've been to some other towns i've been to a southern hemisphere town and i've caught a bunch of fish that are just not available right now in in our area of the world
1: yeah. and to be fair i think there's very few bugs and fish that only appear for like a month they're normally a whole season so yeah it wouldn't be till next March. I'd need to get a sturgeon. It would just be until say like winter or spring. So like right it,
0: December or January or right, something
1: like that. Right, so yeah. it's it's totally doable, and the, I am feeling very much keen on doing the long haul and I, I can do all my chores even including fruit picking in the space of like 30 minutes 40 minutes and that's like checking the shop for items greeting all my villagers uh, picking fruit selling getting the fossils for the day you know these sorts of things that just feel like bread and butter in this routine that it's just really satisfying for that build to keep going in the first few weeks especially
0: yeah and like fundamentally you, you talk about that and you say my daily routine i get my fruits i get my fossils i get my fish i get my and i'm like thinking well that's what we did in wild world why is it right why is it happening again why is it feeling so much better this time and i think there are so many little things that this game has done to improve the overall experience of animal crossing um fruit even back in New Leaf, didn't auto-stack. Like, you could stack fruit, but you would have to drag each fruit individually on top of one another in your inventory to get them to stacks of 10 or whatever. And that was a bummer, because it's the type of thing where you're like, Nintendo, you should have figured this out at this point. And, like, you know, it took them another seven years to make another Animal Crossing, but thankfully they figured it out fruit will auto stack when you pick them up you can now expand your inventory your inventory is so much larger now which is i think partially it's because one of the things i would like them to fix which is you know kind of tied into the idea of crafting as well but your items like your shovel and your net and your fishing rod i wish that they were just they only existed within the scroll wheel and they didn't exist within your inventory like you had even more inventory space to work yes because yes. naturally with all those items because there are now two different types of axes you've got your stone axe and you've got your sharp axe one of which gets wood from trees one of which cuts down trees so because of the extra items added, the entire first row of your inventory is usually just dedicated to items that you want to have with you at all times because who knows when a present flies by and you've got to get your slingshot out quickly. Back in the day on Wild World i kept my inventory empty of all my items and i had my letters because back in the day you had the letters as part of your inventory you could have like eight letters at once and each letter could hold a present so i would expand my inventory by putting items onto the letters to hold the items and then i'd come into the situation where a, a present would float by and i'd be like oh fuck i need to go into my letters and i can't tell which one is holding the slingshot so like frantically tapping about to try and find the slingshot and, and nowadays it's like well there's a scroll wheel you hit the shoulder button you just quickly go or you hit the up button on the d-pad quickly analog stick over to the slingshot bob's your uncle i shoot down the present like it's just so much more streamlined so much easier to interact with the kind of labor systems of yeah. animal crossing it, because they've just made it a more approachable experience it is
1: much more streamlined but having played games that are even more streamlined there is that minor frustration that stuff like the scroll wheel could be better where it is annoying that your thumb is used for, to both get up the scroll wheel wheel but also select what within the scroll wheel you want what like it could have been a shoulder button
0: yeah they should have, they should have used the second analog stick they should have because if you're holding down the up button to access it they should have used your second analog stick to exactly. rotate around as opposed to and the first one
1: the inability to sort of uh, bulk, bulk build things like fish uh, bait fish for bait, example yeah. I mean that's really the only to...
0: one I've come across so far which I've been annoyed by because most of the time you know you're making a table or i mean
1: if i could i'd i'd build like five fishing rods in a row so that when they break i just come back to my chest yeah and that's fair not, stuff yeah. like that and um there are quite a few loading screens every time you go inside and outside of buildings and this is very much me speaking with my joseph anderson hat on so maybe don't overly <laughs> really judge what i'm
0: saying this is like the anti yeah like the anti joseph anderson game like the, this entire game is about right. like your time taking to do things right yeah. it's, and
1: it's- the amount your town locks down for the online multiplayer um, is pretty unforgivable in some aspects. Like, it feels very clunky, but we can totally get to
0: that. But yeah, in terms of the ability you have to just make your town more individual i found so exhilarating right like my current house has a nice little picket fence and there's some flowers in it. i've got a lawnmower set there i just found out the other day you can move your mailbox if you want which i didn't know was a thing where
1: can you move it to can you move it anywhere and you'll just I, have to I go i believe see so it? you That's can just crazy. drop it
0: anywhere in the town but you can pick it up and drop it um yeah, I've got a bunch of flowers out by the front of my residential service, and I've got a nice little tire that you can sit on, a little bench there. Um, you know, I've, I'm trying to plan for this nice little outlook park by the sea where I've got some binoculars set up. And it's just. I think it's that long term goal The Animal Crossing wasn't missing in the past, but, you know, there, there are certain goals you have. You could be the type of player who wants to fill up the museum. Like, that's kind of like the center in stardew valley where you want to complete the community center that's kind of the end game of that game and the museum like fills that uh desire you also then have your own house you want to pay off your debt to your house get every single room and then decorate it however you want but now you have the longer term goals which is like The terraforming that we haven't even got to yet and Mm. the ability to pave roads and build bridges wherever you want and move houses around to create little community areas and just having orchards of, of plants like the general overall high level look at your town and obviously it will take time to get there you know unless you're cheating and doing time traveling which you've already seen a bunch of people on Twitter do and there's a lot of FOMO uh, associated with Animal Crossing right like people yeah, totally. talk about Animal Crossing is like it's the most relaxing game in the world and yet all these new people playing and they're like the fuck how does everyone have all this shit and why do I not have it and like creating this anxiety of like am I not playing Animal Crossing correctly and the thing I'll say to you is like you know you'll go onto Twitter you'll see amazing things like calm down it's fine your town will your town will be your town you can take as much time with it as you like and it doesn't happen overnight right unless you are kind of cheating with time travel yeah Um, so and
1: like i said at the start i do think the people who play every day even if it's for 30 40 minutes by the end of this year i think their towns will look just as good if not better than the people who are just you know absolutely time traveling and doing all the crazy stuff right now
0: and the other point is that if you are playing it like that then you're more likely to stick with the game versus someone who's like well i've done everything i need to do now what do i do in animal crossing right like they kind of they quote unquote beat animal crossing (laughs) um so they will just be done with it after two weeks and in the past like i think new leaf i probably lost about a month or so um wild world was definitely multiple like i remember playing it a good five six months i want to say um, and and we playing it at christmas and you know over the holiday periods and events and stuff like that but um but yeah it was definitely i i foresee this game being more of a wild world to me and honestly yeah i was around at your place and we had just had an afternoon of like five hours in a row just playing animal crossing I and know. it just it took me back so much to playing ds animal crossing when we were around at each other's houses but when we were yeah, younger yeah. it was such a great experience of like okay you come to my town and like we helped each other cut down our trees to like clear way and like try to to kind of put planning in place for what we wanted to do um but maybe let's talk about that online experience because i've had quite a bit of it And it has varied and it is... It's still the one area of this game that is a frustration and a disappointment. Um, not only in the sense that getting to someone's place or even inviting someone in is just as clunky as it's ever been in any Animal Crossing game and takes as much time in loading screens and waiting for people, especially when you have like eight people coming into a town at once. It's just like, why don't they just load everyone up <laughs> and take them all in at once? Or like there's, yeah. Obviously, there's technical limitations there, but Nintendo could have built the system that was way more streamlined for this. And it is just a bit of a mess getting to each other's towns not to mention when you get there you're very limited in what you can do obviously you yeah. now have the best friends thing which lets you say okay my friend can chop down a tree or is able to dig holes and things like that but you can't place things on the ground you can't move things in your house you can't so many of these elements that you're locked out of which really you shouldn't be and you really would like to see nintendo go into a direction where two people online can work together on making a town like paving roads and terraforming together yeah, and yeah. and like having this unified vision but you just can't do that
1: i could be like mbz go to my house pick up whatever extra furniture i have and make say this northeastern part of my island look cool for example and i'll go work on the northwest part and then we'll like compare each other's parts later on the island yes. and see what looks better and you know you just can't do that and it's all you can do really is drop off some items pick up some some fruit uh, chop trees together if you're best friends uh, go fishing together go bug catching together just look at each other's towns and then after that you're kind of like well what else can we do let's do some more stuff
0: yeah and to some degree that limitation has brought upon itself lots of interesting things people have been doing like playing hide and seek like making your own fun essentially having your own Well,
1: like the jumble sale where you have like a a take one leave one thing i've seen that on twitter that's quite fun where you can put and that's the cool thing you can put out like a huge big persian rug that you would like use for trading essentially and you put all the items on it it's fun, fun stuff like that
0: yeah totally there's um there's a real kind of imagination being captured by people and like i've seen so many things on on tweets and videos of like like making jokes about like the current situation of like here's how people will graduate in uh 2020 yes. and it's just in animal crossing and the way it's set up everything is just perfect it's just so well done um even people getting married in animal crossing like having birthday parties in animal crossing i love that communities have rallied around this game in terms of just making something out of it that the game doesn't necessarily intend for you to do but it kind of lets you in a way right like the ability to take pictures and like capture emotions and learn those emotions which obviously i think it was dr shrunk back in the day who who came to your town and you would able to get different um kind of ways to react from him reactions and now your villagers kind of give those to you so it's a bit more easy and you, you also i feel like there's so many more npcs who visit nowadays right like Mm. almost every day there's someone in my town whether it's mabel or sahara or gulliver there's always a person showing up so there's always a reason to check in to get an extra rug or to find that t-shirt that you're waiting for obviously eventually mabel will set up shop properly and then you'll get people like kicks coming in or flick the bug catcher or all these other npcs but i really like that because in the past it was very limited it was like only once on a monday at this time period will this character be here and if you miss it well they're gone um so that's been a benefit i think and it's it's also nice because it's not universal throughout other people's towns like i went to your town and you had sahara that day and i didn't so i was able to get some extra rugs that i might have not been able to for a little bit of time um, Hmm. which allows a lot more cross-pollination and allowing gifting between different people and and sharing items and, and crafting recipes and things like that um cool uh any other elements you want to to touch upon uh, ballet i just love
1: what the amount this sheer amount of customization it is yeah. very much like i am actually now thinking about when i have a new neighbor where to put them in my town mm-hmm. and you know what i want that area to look like in the future uh and it's this kind of long term like you have i felt like You purely had one linear long-term goal in the previous games, whereas this time it feels like you have lots of lots of long-term goals. Like there's on a variety of areas, it is far beyond just your house.
0: Yes, and the the crafting systems, right? Like the collecting of ore from rocks, the collecting of wood from trees has that added an element do you think do you think that that's a benefit to the series because i think we were both worried a little bit about this coming into the game of like is it going to be a little too grindy are you going to have to you know go around do these tasks that you don't necessarily want to do in order to craft these items and i think ultimately it's been a fun kind of extra addition yeah. to the game you know and it doesn't task you too much it like adds another thing that you can do and with the recipes and being able to say okay so i'm going to make this desk and i'm going to make this drawer now you also have the added kind of customization Mm. cartridges i don't know what you call them where you can then change it to like a balsa wood or a cherry wood or a blue coloring or a dark wood coloring and it's that added layer of making it yours as opposed to just like every other cupboard or wardrobe that's out there
1: yeah totally and it can like those shades of wood can really just make a room look a lot nicer depending on like the wall and the flooring and i think generally the crafting uh the game has a really good balance of like you never feel like there's not enough resources maybe apart from the initially when you need those 30 iron or that is quite a big ask in early on in the game yeah
0: it's it's a little tricky It mainly made me just go and get nook tickets and kind of yeah talk about just, that
1: so. i guess it just encourages you to get nook tickets yeah i, I mean shall we move on to nook
0: tickets your yeah, nook miles i think nook is just miles. the general new currency right so tom nook He has just divested himself of bells he now only works in credit and so we now have nook miles his new currency that he has uh, decided is very very important and it's another way in which the game has added an element of progress which is to say you now have these mini achievements nook miles achievements that when you talk to a villagers bunch of times or you catch three fish or you go to someone else's island or you design a, a pattern you will get a little nook mile uh, achievement which will give you 300 to 500 to 1000 of these points that you can then spend on a bunch of different stuff now i've just got to the point after residential services is upgraded where there are so many things you can spend your nook miles on because i think for a while i was sitting at like twenty five thousand, and i was like well yeah i've got like two nook tickets on my back pocket already i don't really want to buy any more nook tickets and if the catalog wasn't really expanding that much and once that happens once that kind of switch gets flicked i was very in on being like oh man i wonder how how easy is it going to be for me to get a bunch more of these because there's a giant godzilla i can buy and there's a huge transformers robot recipe isn't it
1: the instructions to build them it's not them themselves right well
0: the godzilla is the actual item you do get the actual one the transformer you get the recipe for it which like involves a whole bunch of other stuff you have to do for it but i bought a street lamp uh, because i had one street lamp and i had one like palm tree lamp and they were both outside my museum and i was like waiting for a second street lamp in order to make it unified and so i ordered one of those and i ordered all these other things and very quickly, my Nook miles went from twenty-five thousand down to ten thousand in the in the manner of like five minutes. Yeah, yeah um, I had that as well. <laughs> which you know, like that's kind of what they're hoping for you to do is is get excited by the new things. And I think that's a really cool idea. Is after one week with this game, we're now unlocking another level. And I think after the next week, we're going to unlock the next level, which is the terraforming and stuff. So, you know, for a game that usually from the beginning you kind of have access to everything. I think this entry has done a really good job of pacing things out for you and slowly yeah. expanding it out to to widen the possibilities
1: and i think that just the number of nook miles you get for the things that you do and the number of resources and the, the things you have to do to get those resources the game feels really balanced it feels like if you want to invest the three four hours to play extra that day you will be rewarded with extra say wood Iron, uh, nook miles, etc. It feels like you are being fairly rewarded for that extra play. And likewise, if you feel like you just want to play your 30, 40 minutes of the day, then sure, you won't get as many nook miles, but you're still gaining stuff to progress these long term goals. So, like, it, the game does a really good job of showing you what the goals are, whether they're short term, medium, or long term, and allowing you to get on and off that train whenever you want, essentially. Like, it does a really good job of there's always something to play for that as you said like beyond the earlier games it just feels a lot wider and more diverse than i swear like day three four in wild world you know every you have everything and you can access everything and yes like the mabel sisters will like come into the town sure but other than that and the upgrading of nook shop into like nook mart nookington's
0: nookington's the the high-end supermarket like retail chain
1: after that you are it's quite sparse what new things happen other than like new villages which i guess just keeps on
0: happening like i feel we pretty much beat wild world right we had full houses we had nookingtons we had pretty much every fossil every bug every fish close enough to Um, i felt like there wasn't much more blood to squeeze out of that stone whereas new horizons feels like even if you do all that there's still so much more left for you to do totally um, yeah and of course this kind of depends on what type of person you are right and i think in the past we have not necessarily like we Bali. i call mr vanilla because you're the type of person who <laughs> never wants to customize anything is never into um you know character creators that much i've or, got a
1: japanese beach garden now thank yeah, you I, much. Well, exactly that's but that's,
0: that's the <laughs> funny thing about it is like animal crossing for whatever reason we're very very much into the whole aspect of this game which is customization i don't know how much that is to do back in the day with getting the nintendo items the triforce the master sword putting those in your house can't wait Um, to get
1: some of those not had any of them yet.
0: exactly yeah i'm kind of wondering if they're even in the game yet or if they're going to be distributed through events because that would be a smart thing for nintendo to do and we can talk about that but like nintendo treating this as a proper games as a service title and making a big deal out of events and making the bunny day and all these other christmas events holiday things to get everyone on board would be a smart move um right like it would just it would work for player retention it would it would work for social media buzz all those types of things and yeah um,
1: people just seem really in on this and it is the
0: most (laughs) i have ever seen of any single game on my twitter feed in terms of pure volume pure just variety of things people are talking about video screenshots like it's a very how do you say it's like it's
1: a very pinterest friendly it is like it's incredibly of that here's a cool thing i did and i want to share it and whether that's on twitter instagram pinterest facebook you name it it's just so easy to share
0: it basically is like instagram the video game right like it is people at the current time in which we live where everyone is indoors and no one can go out and do anything it's kind of replacing you know these instagram stars who are like taking screenshots of like oh i'm out on my big boat and having fun whatever right like the highlights of people's <laughs> why lives they
1: all own a boat that's why yeah
0: exactly um but it's what people are doing, right? People are posting the highlights of their villages. And, like, I'm posting a, a image of my bedroom because I'm really proud of how it looks, and it's it's awesome. And everyone's doing that right now. It is unbelievable because I have never seen a single game like this completely take over my Twitter feed. The last week, I can't, you cannot scroll for, like, three or four seconds without seeing something about Animal Crossing. It is unreal, uh, and it is... I think it's working out for Nintendo. Like this is the best-selling Animal Crossing by far, and is is going to surpass all the other ones um, in its in its long-term lifespan. Where um,
1: where do you think it can go in terms of top selling, top five selling games on Switch?
0: I think it's definitely going to be in the top five, right? Like, you know, it's probably not going to pass Mario Kart because there is a universality to Mario Kart that it's a juggernaut and will will never end. But i I think that a lot of the stuff that's happening on twitter and on other places is encouraging other people to pick it up because there are a lot of people out there i think uh, greg miller said that kind of funny um they got some codes and he was like does anyone want codes and it was like no just him and joey wanted codes and since then blessings been playing and andy's been playing everyone has been picking it up since because i guess a fomo because everyone is into this thing and people want to figure out why i guess people want to understand what makes animal crossing tick um and it's interesting because there are lots of people out there who just don't understand it like i think patrick klepik has always said he doesn't want to do chores because he does enough of that in his real life and like i totally get that but it's it's a very different type of you know thing it is it is kind of a freeing version of real life it's a real life in which anything is possible and money is like very available and there's no pressure there's no negativity it is such a it is such a positive game right like it's just such a relentlessly happy game and i think that's what people want and what people need and one of the things that's been really nice about it is just the villages. i love my villages they're so good sly my alligator friend he's amazing penelope just what i want to shout out is the localization team because the treehouse and, and whoever was working on alma crossing they always knock it out of the park but i think this is another level in terms of some of the things i'm seeing on on social media yeah. people have been posting just incredible writing really funny very incisive um and just such personality such depth of humor and and, and, and all that stuff
1: i think they've really increased the number of animals as well i mean I've, I've i obviously didn't play new leaf but it just feels like there's a far greater diversity than certainly wild world
0: yeah and you have multiple different types of villages with their personalities but different looking versions of the same animal even right like mm. it's not just going to be one monkey there's going to be like six monkeys and you can right. get one of them that is slightly angry one of them that is slightly you know crazy you know you're just going to get lots of different uh, aspects and different personalities going around I have,
1: I have flora the flamingo who's actually an
0: ostrich
1: yeah uh, but it looks like a flamingo um so yeah i put a pink flamingo outside <laughs> her house just to remind her so yeah there you go that is, that is so very you can true. put a human outside my
0: house exactly um yeah i i really like my villages obviously like I talked about it at the start of the episode but the tweet that i had as soon as literally the moment i took the screenshot of me giving cat the litter box and then getting the fucking squat toilet in return (laughs) i knew in my heart of hearts it was gonna blow up on twitter because there have been so many tweets about animal crossing that have like thousands of retweets thousands of likes and it's because we're in this like eye of the storm right now it's just come out everyone is talking about it so i was like this is the perfect timing this is this is my one moment of fame on twitter i'm gonna seize it it's gonna happen and you know it took a little bit of time getting there but i knew it as basically as soon as it happened i was like i'm gonna blow up on twitter didn't realize it would be to the number of seventy thousand likes, but there you go. That's, I guess that's my <laughs> my life now. um it, It's very cool. And I gave you, I gave you those extra toilets as well. You did. I now and have. Now got your line of three. <laughs> I have a line of three toilets in a row because my center room. This is the problem I think with the center room. I've always been a little bit skeptical about what to do with it because it's a hall. <laughs> it's a hallway. You've got like links to other rooms from it, so you have to kind of figure out a way to deal with it. And I, I think I'm gonna wait until the rest of my house is done before I even think. think. Think about the center room because it's more of a nexus. I've just dumped a bunch of turnips there now. They're just kind of sitting there on the floor, not not doing anything, waiting for me to find a really high price so I can, you know, ship them off. Um, But yeah, so so the Nook Miles tickets, which is something we're kind of getting around to when we talk about Nook Miles. This is a thing that reminds me of the island in New Leaf. In New Leaf you could go to this one tropical island it was the same island the whole time and Captain in his little boat would take you there he would sing a song along the way and most of the I think the reason I burned out on New Leaf is because all I was doing was every evening I was just logging on for 3 hours going there catching as many high tier bugs as possible coming back selling them and I wasn't doing anything else. And it was just fucking boring. It was the, it was me making money hand over fist for no reason other than to pay off my debts and pay off my bills. And I think because that was the only real goal was expanding your house and paying off your, your debts. Obviously, you know, you had the public works projects and things like that, but I wasn't... Back then, it felt much less well done in terms of how you move them around where you place them like when you place a building in this one it shows you an image of what it will look like and and what the possibilities will be and so you can kind of make decisions much more effectively but that island was just kind of a grind uh and now we have different islands so now you can take a nook miles ticket and you can go to a bunch of different islands uh i found one which had a bunch of bamboo in it i found one which was tarantula island that everyone's been trying to get to because there's infinite spawning tarantulas and you can just but catch apparently there's them.
1: sturgeon islands and shark yeah, islands and- i've seen
0: bell island which is just uh a little center Um, plateau that has a bunch of rocks on it and all of the rocks are money rocks so you can just bash them and get tons of cash out of them Um, there's a flower island i went to that had a bunch of pink roses that are like a hybrid plant that i hadn't had access to so i just took a bunch of pink roses brought them back to my town um so they they definitely have a lot of variety and it seems like kind of roguelike in a way like there's an rng to what yeah. i you get
1: i've been super unlucky i mean you've visited more than me but i've maybe visited six total and i think all of them have been like vanilla or yeah. there's been some interesting flowers but that's it
0: there's always going to be like a thing that you will get there whether it be coconuts or fruits or some rocks um and sometimes at the beginning you'll find villages i don't know if villages appear after you've got those first three because okay. um you have your campsite after that which is yeah. when they come to your town and you can recruit them from there i guess and yeah i need to i need to go and explore a bit more with the nook miles tickets i've done i probably have done similar to you about seven maybe or so so not too too many uh and it feels like a way in which for you to continue playing even after you've exhausted your island of resources right because back in the day you'd get all your fruit you'd get all your fossils and you'd be like well what do i do now and even now you can hit every tree get all the hardwood hit every rock get all the ore and you can completely just drain your island of resources and then you're like well off i go to drain another island of resources you know it definitely offers you the possibility of continuing your adventure continuing your as i said if you invest the time into animal crossing this game especially it will reward the time you invest into it um which i don't know is the case previously Uh, because you know you do get to a point where like all right like there's not much more i can do today like it's kind of stops you um by Mm. these barriers uh, as they are so so yeah uh I'm trying to think what other elements there are because there's so many things that they have changed in this game that has kind of flipped the script on Animal Crossing. I think
1: they've, they've added even more fish and bugs. That's sure. fun. Like there's just more.
0: Yeah. um The the museum looks yeah, unbelievable. Oh my god! The museum. Can we talk my about goodness. that? My um, goodness. It is stellar. Like, and I I liked the museum before. You could see everything displayed, but i think this the thing that we haven't really talked about is how fucking good this game looks like oh my god yeah. i and i don't <laughs> i didn't think i'd be saying that about an animal crossing game because you know it has an art style it's very you know minimalistic but the weird the weird thing i've always found about animal crossing is you have these very cartoonish animals and yet all the bugs and fish are the most realistic fucking things in the world like they're actual they look like the actual bugs and fish that exist and
1: they look even more real in the descriptions it's like almost like a photo yes
0: yeah um so you're getting all of those and you're putting them in your museum and the museum is just gorgeous like you go to that area with the rivers flowing through it and the i didn't realize this in the quick look um they showed that you can step on these little panels in the fossil area and it will like zoom out to this perspective so you can get a better view of the fossils and kind of see what's going on there but that is a a great like reward i think for you catching all these different creatures and putting them in there is the the displaying of them like that's that's the kind of visual splendor that you get and yeah it's crazy because you know so much of this game is about aesthetics and aesthetics only matter in so much as the game gives you things that look good right and even the things that look bad you can you can make something of them you can make jokes of them. there's oh my goodness there was uh, so i went to someone's town yesterday i need to post this picture because this guy had created like this horror scene in his on his beach where (laughs) the sand it was written like from one of the patterns he had written red rum which i think is from the shining i think that's from that movie um and like there's this trail of blood from it and there's a creepy doll sitting next to it and a slide and i have this screenshot of me standing there just saying uh it does like what the fuck is going on here um (laughs) there is a real like creativity that people have brought to this game Uh, in terms of just kidding out that island with the weirdest stuff and the weirdest situations Um, and i don't i don't think i've quite gone there yet in terms of you know high level galaxy brain stuff because i'm kind of more focused on hey i have a really nice bedroom with a fireplace like it looks really good exactly um i i would like to maybe lean into some of that stuff but i i don't know there's lots of creative people out there who are doing a lot with a little um and i find that very appealing just seeing it on social media but also just visiting other people's towns and and you know giving gifts to people And i think animal crossing is a game that inspires really nice interactions between people um i think games and the type of game it is generally has an influence on people's behavior you think about first person shooters they're all about violence they're all about killing people and taking people down being better than other people and and being number one and that is why i think there's so much toxic behavior in things like call of duty and overwatch and apex legends all these Mm. all these games just breed this hostility and hatred and i have not had a bad interaction at alma crossing i've been to like 10 11 towns everyone is so nice and accommodating and like hey uh you know here's just take as many fruit as you want and here are some gifts and let's trade some gifts with each other there's i think there's a sense to which the game itself molds around the mood of the player um and i think journey is another game like that where you know you don't really have many tools in which to be a dick but journey is a game about cooperation and about you know an experience and the players of that game tend to lean into those themes um
1: totally I, i totally see what you're saying about games and leaning into themes and you're right animal crossing just feels like the most welcoming community and you're right people have been great just come to my town check this out look what i've built have some fruit and it's just kind of You don't have to you know blow each other's brains out to have a good time playing online with people and there's not enough games that perhaps do that
0: yeah totally like it's it really is this weird kind of social thing that like i went to one of our listeners towns and he had two other friends on his town with him and i was like look, talking to them and like running around and i was like hey should we just take a group photo as if we were like visiting the eiffel tower or something or like should we take a group photo because he had this really nice uh table like wooden log table with four seats so everyone could sit around the table so everyone just sat around the table and we took a picture and then it was posted to twitter and it was just really it was just this nice moment you know and animal crossing in this time i think everyone is just very glad that it's here because it is just full of nice moments and interactions and people being good to each other um so yeah so hey it's been a really good time so far it's only been a week i can't really believe it's only been a week of animal crossing time is weird at the moment but it has definitely taken up a lot of my hours um we don't quite have the 10 day hour count yeah i'm waiting for that to pop up and
1: i've already played more of this game than smash
0: brothers yeah that's crazy to me. yeah it's pretty insane um but i think it's also because it especially with the switch the switch is such a perfect system I, mean, I know everyone says the switch is a perfect system for every game but i think animal crossing in particular i remember back in the day you would open it up you'd have to wait for it to load you'd be in your bed and you'd get out to the town it would take a few minutes now every day you open it up and sure you got nook or isabel giving you the daily announcements but from sleep mode especially during the day sleep mode i could just pick it up run around catch a fish put it down after playing for about three minutes and that little increment of time that i just constantly put into the game builds to a thing that is much much larger um and you know we've had announcements that the xbox series x and playstation potentially are going to have this kind of multi-application ability where you can play multiple games at once and keep them suspended like and save yeah and animal crossing makes me wish i could do that because it's the kind of game that you yeah. just want to have on all the time even if you're playing another game you just want to be able to be like oh can i just pop in quickly and do this get my turnips for the week or whatever right like it it just breeds that type of um play session which i haven't had with a game for a long time and i haven't had with a game for a long time is just just sitting there and running around and not really caring to do anything like sometimes i just run around just to look at things and listen to the music The music also is really good but then it gets way better when you upgrade residential services it's like now we get the proper hour by hour tunes that that really click into place and, and make things feel unique and different so hey animal crossing it's really fucking good. I d- I don't great game. I don't think I expected to love it this much, honestly. Like because I've had I I always abide by the idea that your first Animal Crossing will be your best Animal Crossing. You'll you'll never have one like that again and this game is really challenging that it really is um totally yeah i yeah i didn't feel that way about new leaf at all i played new leaf mainly because i had a lot of friends who were playing it and it was kind of a a fun thing of the moment right when everyone's playing it it's a fun thing of the moment to get involved with but then you know i kind of stopped playing and never went back to it and new horizons has definitely just improved it in a lot of ways and has made it feeling
1: that motivation to do a lot more and it's giving giving me the flexibility to do those things i feel motivated about you know like it's not there's you don't reach dead ends and new horizons like oh that'd be really cool if i could do that you can just do it yes i mean obviously i've not unlocked everything yet but i know i will have the ability that this river can do this i can create an island that does this this villager can live over there like these are just options we didn't have before totally
0: um so thankfully it's it's here it's out nintendo have blessed us with its presence and i will continue to play animal crossing for the foreseeable future but that's not all we're going to talk about on what we've been playing because um obviously we'll talk about the nintendo direct mini that happened in the next segment but as a part of that they released a demo for bravely default 2 a video game that has a bad title uh, surprising from square enix uh, of course uh, because it's not the second bravely default game
1: it's, i mean bravely default 2 is a fine title the bad title is bravely
0: second yeah, well, that's the bad but uh, it's just a fucking mess square enix is just a mess of a goddamn company <laughs> like everything they call is just doesn't make any logical sense um but hey anyway bravely default 2 it's a new jrpg it's from i think it's a similar team to the one that worked on octopath i'm very i'm not like super There's overlap i I think team asano or something i don't know what the name of the team is but they team that worked on octopath so obviously like bali very excited for this game because it's the octopath team and you loved octopath um and i was interested in it i've always heard good things about bravely default the soundtrack for bravely default excellent soundtrack i only know that mainly because i have the bravely default uh theme on my 3ds and every time that theme is there i'm like this music kicks ass so and no surprises because octopath's music also kicked ass uh and the music in this game is pretty good uh, i like what i've heard of it so yeah far. that's kind of like where my enjoyment of the game stops i guess <laughs> it's like the soundtrack because i i've been pretty disappointed with bravely default 2's demo so far um how have you found it bally
1: Yeah it's fairly disappointing and obviously Octopath Traveler I love a lot and it's always kind of it has now set the bar in my mind of like what uh what I like in a JRPG whether that's battle system, music, uh the world, that sort of thing and this game kind of doesn't match that game on all those elements really for me.
0: Yeah absolutely it um it certainly has a multitude of issues and they're not not individually are terrible but as a totality they create an experience that isn't that enjoyable um and so we're talking everything from it's a little visually inconsistent right you have this weird yeah. meshing between the small polygonal models of the characters and the really lovely painterly backgrounds of the buildings and it's all this, this weird mix of it feels like a painting that you can walk through right like there is depth to it but also there is a flatness to the textures yeah, the painting
1: feels very stationary like it's not moving if you compare it to a game like say ori and the will of the wisps which is very painterly there's that sense of movement that just makes the whole world come alive a bit more. And and yes, the town, for example, in this demo looks visually enticing and is like a painting, but it's, it's very flat. It's very stationary. And, Once you have like a your polygonal chibi character moving on that, it it really sort of sticks out. It's quite jarring, and I
0: think the reason it's even more jarring is because your character just looks fuzzy as hell, like very blurry and not like it just looks ugly. Like, there's an ugliness to it that I I don't like. And even when you're in the overworld, like, your character models look really bad. Um, When you're in battle, they're much better. Like, they're much crisper, and you see that character model in dialogue scenes and things like that. But when you're walking around... And the other thing is, like it feels really bad to walk around i don't know if you experienced this but it felt like the movement felt very laggy to me like the character wasn't moving as fast i wanted them to or as smoothly as i wanted them to and when you talk to npcs it's sometimes difficult to like line it up so you even talk to them and then when you talk to them the dialogue is delivered at this like languorous pace that like you can't skip faster through it it's just it feels like there's the tiny little cuts all the way through it that make it very frustrating to play like it's not an enjoyable experience as a jrpg and obviously game feel is not something that i hold you know sacrosanct for for an rpg because Fundamentally, the systems of it are all about you know the battles and and things like that. But I do like one where you can move around freely and it feels good to move around. Part of the reason I love the Xenoblade series so much is because it gives you a jump. That sure, the jump doesn't really do anything, but it's nice to have a jump. It's nice to have a a feeling of movement, a, an ability, a mastery over your character in some senses. And this game just doesn't have that feel to it, and as a result, it just doesn't engage me in a, in a way. And then there's the battle system, which I think is pretty similar to Bravely Default has been in the past. The idea is that you have these two systems, the Brave system and the Default system. If you Brave, you can do multiple attacks in a row. If you Default, you can build up points to do attacks. So it's like BP, I guess, is is the currency. Octopath also used BP, I believe, but was a much more streamlined version, I believe, of this system. Like Bravely Default kind of started it, and then Octopath refined it, and now we're kind of going back again to the system that I don't think is quite as elegant um
1: yeah it feels clunky um it it, it just doesn't i don't know why it's really weird i I mean on one level i was also struggling with this demo where for some bizarre reason they've just decided the demo is going to be harder than the main game and they tell you this when you start the demo um and i constantly had like my scottish magic user dying because his defenses were just awful and it was just a constant burden uh even when he was like defaulting and he increasing his defense so like it does feel very strange that you almost have this it's not pointless but if everyone is defaulting the first turn just to defend to gain up bp that kind of feels almost like a pointless turn it's like right we get it but why don't you start with one extra bp or so i don't know maybe that's making the game
0: too easy but so if you do use the um if you attack an enemy before they see you you start the battle with everyone having one bp um So if you kind of surprise the enemy, you get an advantage. If they surprise you, they get an advantage, obviously. So it depends on how you approach the fight. But um, yeah, I, I see what you mean in terms of if everyone defaults turn one and then everyone attacks turn two, aren't you fundamentally doing the same thing you would do in two turns anyway, which is attack then attack? Only you're doing it all at once. But but I. uh,
1: Was it felt like there was more of a profit with um, Octopath Traveler? It felt like there was more meaning to the status. Yes.
0: And and of course, you can kind of really weight it in your favor because you can go into the negative if you want to right straight off the bat at the Mm. start of a fight you can say everyone maxes out brave does four attacks at once on the first turn but that's probably not a good idea because you're likely not going to kill everyone with all those attacks and then you're going to be left exposed for three more turns where you can't act at all and you can't do anything Um, and i think i found a nice middle ground of having a couple of people defaulting and a couple of people not and like building up say my magic user to have three attacks then he can attack every enemy all at once three times in a row and that does a bunch of damage and really clears the way for the rest of your party to kind of do their thing and and add things on and stuff like that but um but yeah not overly impressed by it unfortunately it's um especially after i grinded for an hour in the desert did a menial side quest where i had to collect five wolf pelts went back to the guy he gave me nine potions as a reward thanks npc <laughs> and then i was like okay i seem like i've leveled up quite a bit like i should go and and go in the direction what level where are you do you uh, know maybe 14 or something so like 15 okay. maybe four, five levels i gained so i was like all right let's go to the the mark on the map where i'm supposed to go for story walk into this dungeon first enemy i encounter fucking just flattens me not even a chance i didn't have a, a, a shadow of a doubt Uh, that i would be able to pass that challenge uh they just utterly ate me up and i was like well i'm not gonna sit here and grind for another three hours just to go through this dungeon that to be honest looks kind of generic and not very interesting with just a bunch of monsters in it and some treasure chests like and you know i get it people really love the bradyley default series and i'm sure there are going to be lots of people out there who will lap this up who will love grinding it out and, and playing it for me it just made a really poor first impression and uh yeah has not really sold me on the game at all unfortunately in fact done the opposite has made me think i don't think i'm gonna buy this yeah
1: this was this was kind of like a day one purchase for me and now i don't think i'm gonna pick it up which is kind of
0: like yeah (laughs) those are the dangers of demos aren't they you know like they um totally
1: if and we were so sold on the Octopath demo. That's another thing to say. Like, it was very much. And
0: it could be the opposite situation, right? Like, the Octopath demo tra- provi- promised something that didn't end up really paying off, right? Like, the Primrose storyline and stuff has such a good setup. And then it's like, kind of, hmm. okay, we're doing the same thing three more times. Like, it doesn't pay off the grand narrative that it kind of promises this game could be the opposite where it's like, well, this isn't really promising much, but the main game, because it's all these four characters and they clearly have a tie to each other and there's like this larger narrative, maybe something that appeals to me more, but I, I don't know because, yeah. you know, it hasn't given me reason but, to care yeah, yet. I
1: mean, I'm kind of at the point where even if this does have like that kind of more grand linear narrative that Octopath was lacking in some aspects, I'm already kind of like with the battle system and the art style kind of put off by it. And that is a shame where I was hoping it would just take, keep the good aspects of octopath travel and then iron out some of the kinks you know and this feels like it's not quite doing that so might have to just wait for the octopath sequel when or if that happens
0: yeah absolutely so um i mean people can try it it's out there it's on the e-shop so uh, if you are still interested i'd recommend giving it a go seeing what you think because you may feel different to us um but uh, but yeah unfortunate that and then uh quickly before we uh, wrap up Bally, you finished Ori in the will of the wisps of course I did. That
1: is a real tearjerker of a game and I loved the ending. It it just really wrapped up in a way I was hoping and I went back. It's a bit frustrating that I am stuck on 98% when I feel like I've done everything and I don't know whether the game's glitched or there's something I missed and we kind of went back and forth. It was really kind of unclear whether I needed all those gold orbs in order to do it but two percent seems like a very small i don't it's very weird and confusing but i'm i'm happy that i've seen everything i want to see with that game and it is the definition of you know that mario galaxy 2 to mario galaxy 1 improvement on a very good formula it's it's pretty Um, much a
0: perfect sequel like in every way it is a Absolutely a perfect sequel.
1: And it's a real shame that there are so many technical issues across Xbox, PC, um, in both formats. Like, it's a shame that, and those obviously bothered you more than they bothered me. And as you were saying, like, it was looking pretty blurry on my Xbox to you, when for me, I'm just like, hey, it looks good to yeah, me, yeah. I guess. Um, but I, I do think it's a really, really impressive game. I I'm, I, think the difficulty was just right. I think the diversity in worlds, and I cannot stop thinking about Luma Pools. That place is incredible. I love it so much. Um, I absolutely love this game. So definitely going to take some beating on that whole game of the year thing that we enjoyed doing. Yeah, so we'll see. we shall
0: see indeed. Uh, good stuff. Well, uh, that is going to wrap us for the first half of the show, but we'll be back after the break to talk about the Indie World, the Nintendo Direct Mini, and all the news that has come out in this time. We'll see you after the break. All right, folks, welcome back to the second part of the show, wherein we shall be talking about all of the Nintendo announcements, because there's was so many, uh, totally are. It's been a weird time, right, Bally? Because um, people have been waiting for a main Nintendo Direct, and we still haven't got a main Nintendo Direct. We did get an Indie World, and we did get a Direct Mini. We've um, had
1: everything but, because we also had like Animal Crossing, and the Pokemon yes. one, and there was another Indie one, and
0: there was a lot of stuff happening at the start of this year because there was the smash brothers presentation that sakurai did like we have pretty much had every um, nintendo online digital presentation (laughs) that isn't a regular nintendo direct uh and it's weird because they call this a mini but the mini was like half an hour long so like mini clearly doesn't determine length of presentation it's much more to do with I guess, significance of announcements maybe. Okay. And I, think,
1: I thought the, the regular directs could go into like 45 minute range or is that yeah. only E3?
0: No, they can definitely go that long. I've seen them go that long before but um, I, I think there have been directs before that have been 30 minutes like there was there was one e3 that nintendo announced beforehand that their direct or their digital event whatever it was called was going to be like 25 minutes long and people lost their minds and yet it was one of the best presentations they'd done because they just squeezed a lot into a short period of time yeah so it's all about how you use the space i guess around you but uh anyway the wait for a regular nintendo direct continues i guess Uh, but hey we've got lots of news here and and maybe nintendo's approach and i i think obviously you know you know the covid19 stuff the world is in a weird fucking place a lot of these they started that mini direct out with a bit of a message saying hey these release dates might change we don't know what the fuck's going on you know just be prepared for that so the fact that they just dropped it on youtube it wasn't like a hype lead-up announcement i think it was smart because it kind of set expectations for people it was like okay like it's just here now we don't really have any hype building for it going into it which if they had done that beforehand i think people would have come out of this one more negative and i think people have come out of it being like yeah that was a mini nintendo direct like i kind of they were right to call it that because that's kind of what we got from them um so yeah we've got uh that's talk about we've also got the indie world which happened last week because that was the gdc stuff that would have happened had gdc been a thing but it wasn't um so what were your thoughts overall on the stuff nintendo has shown us recently Bali? how you feeling about their lineup for 2020 um are you worried at all what what do you think
1: Uh, i don't know i'm not overly excited Uh, i don't know what i was really expecting obviously the big stuff is going to come at e3 uh well whatever e3 yeah (laughs) in june all the companies will do
0: online streams and we'll get some news it won't be called e3 but you know as, as for the future going forward we'll still refer to it as e3 i guess because you know
1: and i think generally there's a lot of cool stuff in there maybe not a ton that appeals to me personally uh but i think there's if you compare it to other years i think it's more they're doing okay like there's some stuff in there that's interesting uh that i think will keep people ticking on over until uh e3 comes and we kind of know if what the big hitters will be for the rest of 2020 because Maybe I would expect to know at least maybe one or potentially two more than we currently do, so in that sense, it's probably gonna be a slightly less uh exciting year for Nintendo than I, I, they're constantly gonna get compared to twenty seventeen and it's obviously, it's definitely not going to be a twenty seventeen it feels like, but um hopefully we'll see more later down the line
0: yeah totally um so we'll uh we're kind of in a holding pattern at the moment, right like animal crossing is all i want to do with my time so i'm fine right like i'm just i have stuff to dive into and obviously like there's a huge backlog switch has so many games so yeah. i'm not too worried about things at the moment um you know they they had a pretty bang a year the last half of 2019 so i think that they're kind of cooling the jets a little bit uh more this time so uh let's maybe just pick some of our favorite announcements and go through them uh you know there's some things in here that i'm not really that bothered about so let's maybe just focus on the things that we're excited about um so i'm going to kick things off with xenoblade chronicles definitive edition um you know this release date of 29th of may has been leaked for a while people have kind of known about it through retail stuff and, and things like that but they did announce that alongside it obviously being full-blown remake looks beautiful did you see dunban's face Bally? dunban's face makes me want to cry tears of joy because i was a little um let's say apprehensive about this art style uh, from the first look we had of it the kind of brief look that when it was first revealed and i was like i don't know if i like fiora's face i don't know because i weirdly a lot of people are negative on the xenoblade the original art style for people i feel like they do a really good job with it like especially the eyes even though they're kind of sketched on faces they get across a lot of emotion like they really do a great job with those characters and and so when i saw the more anime-esque aesthetic which is definitely pulling from the second game um, i was a little worried about it but i definitely think having seen a longer look at it seeing ryan seeing charlotte and melia like every all these characters that i know and love they're looking a lot better, so I'm, I'm a bit more um, kind of contented with it. But uh, they announced an epilogue to xenoblade chronicles which seems to be shulk and melia going on an adventure to find the ruins of alchemoth it seems like um and they're on the Bionis shoulder which i know the Bionis shoulder was a part of the game that they had to cut from the original and there were uh, still assets that exist hmm. from uh before that you know had happened and you can find them in the game code but you know it was it was supposed to be because there's that part of the game where you get to the top of the Nopon tree and you just kind of teleport to erith it's like the one moment in the game Game where things don't link together nicely yeah, yeah and the reason is is because originally you were supposed to go from macna forest to the bionist shoulder then to erith sea because that kind of links between okay. those areas and yeah so it looks like that's not going to be because when they first showed the game people were like oh are they adding this to the main game my guess is like the bionist shoulder is just the area that you go to because seemingly alchemoth if that was like knocked off of like the end of xenoblade there's like a lot of shit going on and so if alchemoth is like knocked down then you're going to go to alchemoth and figure out what happened post high all that stuff i don't know i don't know how it's going to work out because the end of xenoblade is real weird and shit happens so um i'm excited i'm very excited i'm a little worried about voice acting because i didn't like the new vo doesn't sound exactly like adam howden who plays shulk and i'm also concerned Mm. that they are able to get jenna coleman back to play melia because back when she played melia she wasn't like a big star from (laughs) doctor who um so i hope that they have the original voice actors that would be like
1: the whole budget
0: it would i would yeah i'd be really concerned because i'm like man she's really good as melia and i don't want someone else to play melia but also she is much more famous now and important so i don't know if that's going to happen interesting
1: yeah i didn't think of that
0: yeah but the good news is that you can play this epilogue straight away so if you've already a fan of xenoblade you've already played the game you can just jump straight into it you don't need to go through the 90 hours of jrpg again just to get to the epilogue which is nice
1: you're going to go for this day one
0: yeah i think this pushed me over the edge really like this trailer seeing it all again seeing how nice it looks and also having the bonus stuff like having an additional um kind of story arc to a story that is probably my favorite in video games like absolutely i'm gonna do that i'm not sure i have the faith in this in in, in monolith soft because like since xenoblade 1 you know x didn't have as strong a narrative Two has some good stuff in there but i think a lot of it is a bit too pandery anime jrpg friendship is magic bullshit you know so i and, and i really like the philosophical themes of the original Xenoblade. i'm kind of wondering if takahashi still has it in him to really pull out a great narrative um and Torna was bad i like Torna quite a bit so potentially that is a thing that could happen so i don't know i'm a little bit i'm not 100 percent in on how good the extra stuff's gonna be but you know i'm gonna get to play one of my favorite games ever again in just crisp hd it looks really nice um so i am excited for it i'm definitely gonna be there day one and i will probably play the epilogue first and then we'll play through the main game again just because i want to get to the new stuff as soon as possible but uh i'm glad they put that in there as an option um it's, it's a nice thing to do so very excited about that um bally do you have a game that you want to talk about or a thing whatever because lots I, of um kind of dlc things being added here
1: sorry dlc for what, what game uh,
0: lots of things all oh, right of i things was just have, gonna
1: yeah. i just wanted to mention star wars episode one pod racer because hell yes just the weird i owned this game on pc and absolutely loved it and i i'm so excited that like this game is coming back to switch because it's it, you know third party stuff where that has lots of rights linked to it and from like a long time ago sort of early noughties a lot of it is just never going to get re-released or redone or whatever and it's really cool that nintendo seems to have found i don't know some sort of loophole or some random side deal with ea or who knows who how that how it works and who owns the rights to these games but they've got you know star wars jedi knight coming uh jedi knight 2 is already on the switch and Mm -hmm. like now they've got pod racer coming i just think it's really cool
0: it's amazing and i never really played episode one racer you know it was one of the rare star wars games that was on a nintendo platform um you know i guess back then they were more frequent right because you had rogue squadron you had stuff like shadows of the empire battle for
1: naboo is another cool one
0: right Same, yeah factor five people so I, yeah. it'd be
1: awesome if they could get the factor five games they are ultimately the, the best game just put out a
0: trilogy game. of those for sure oh my That'd god be...
1: rogue squadron like one two and battle from Naboo would be unbelievable um So, I I don't know. And there's like Ghostbusters 3, of course. uh, But, yeah, it's really weird that these games are here. And they've not really been remastered or anything, which is very strange. I mean, maybe they've been touched up a tad, but they look pretty
0: raw yeah i think these are just like higher resolution versions which is to say if you play these games on a modern pc today they probably are the kind of versions that you would have on that which is just like hey it's a bit crisper and nicer to look at essentially so yeah
1: i hope it plays well i hope it's not just kind of aged nostalgically in my mind and how much i love episode one and yeah I hope it, i i hope it actually feels okay to to play it definitely did at the time
0: from what i've heard people talk about that game it does hold up apparently so that's cool um yeah that's exciting and if it's like i don't know 8.99 or something that's oh, a great yeah, great, great price to to jump in for that stuff um let's talk about super smash brothers because this was a uh it's a weird announcement really weird. Of a smash character although in some senses it makes logical sense right it, may, it does um, it does
1: make sense um for them to announce that there's a character coming from arms but we don't know which character uh i yes. think it's just that they felt they had to say something but they weren't at a stage where they could say everything because they know that there's gonna there's this delay and they don't want to but they uh, personally i would have been happy if they said nothing and then down the line they say here's the arms character there you go but yeah they obviously felt pressure to i don't know and that's something now
0: right and especially with this being a direct mini like you don't expect the big boys like smash brothers to show up in a direct mini like you expect them to save that for a major event either sakurai presents whatever character or a main nintendo direct and usually smash brothers reveals are like beginning and end of present presentation type deals mm. but i think after the reaction to byleth maybe nintendo took that into account to be like oh people want weird crazy third party characters they don't care about first party nintendo characters anymore because smash brothers is just so ridiculous um so it made sense especially because like arms is the type of thing where you're like well i'm kind of surprised they didn't put an arms character in from the beginning of this smash brothers game right yeah it
1: feels it's a long time since that game came out kind of and a lot of the hype has dropped off and now they're kind of doing this free demo yeah
0: um they've done so many i cannot count how many times they've tried to do like hey here's a free weekend of arms you can play it for free i must have racked up at least four or five hours of arms just through free stuff because (laughs) i've never bought it like i've never owned it myself um and yeah i feel like i've played quite a lot of arms and Uh, and it's still cool like i really like the premise of it but ultimately it was kind of a bit paper thin in terms of what you the modes and things in that game like i would really like a bit more to flesh it out or even just like a different style of game to use those characters because i think actually they did a really good job like creating an amazing art style and really great characters but there's not much to back them up if you know yeah i
1: I like the world and the art style the best i think fundamentally for me that the actual gameplay just doesn't feel enjoyable enough to keep Keep me engaged like yeah whether that's sort of using the joy cons loose or detached i should say or with a controller it just doesn't feel right
0: i just don't think either control method works right like the motion controls they feel sometimes inconsistent the button controls feel a little bit unwieldy like it neither neither feels great and so you can never really get a handle on them um which is a bit of a shame so it's
1: it surprising that they are pushing it as hard as they are and they are i guess potentially working on a sequel who knows maybe
0: that says something right like it, it maybe says that there's another arms universe game yeah. happening at some point that
1: slows terms. down the next mario kart i'm gonna be grumpy <laughs>
0: right yeah totally because that is that team um that that would be yeah. an interesting thing um so hey we have we know what one of the next six characters is yeah we got five more characters how many what what are your feelings right now in terms of first party characters versus third party characters
1: Um, in terms of number
0: yeah like do you think we're gonna get more third party this time or how's it gonna net out like because i
1: think there's maybe two or three really big third party banjo kazooie style characters yeah Um, i think that the biggest two that would set the internet ablaze that i i think both are possible honestly i think one is sora and the other is probably master chief yeah yeah and i Um, think they're both possible yeah
0: i yeah again i think we've said this enough times on the show i i have everything i want with smash brothers so yeah. b- whatever man like but the thing with the arms character is i do hope they go a little bit weird with it um because the obvious pick is like it's spring girl slash Bo- ribbon Bo- ribbon 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 girl slash spring man right spring man ribbon girl hmm. i think that's how it goes um although spring man is an assist trophy already so how that would okay. work i'm not sure um that would be the obvious pick is like hey here's generic like protagonist and female version of generic protagonist which they tend to do like if you go by fire emblem characters like here's main boring character again yeah um i, I would I, love if it was another one like if, even if it was like the weird green guy or if it was twintel because nintendo knows the internet fucking loves twintel so that would be a better pick honestly i,
1: I, I think we're probably gonna get another couple of fairly standard first party characters you might say but i'm confident that we'll get three kind of really big out there ones
0: yeah i'm excited because i think actually an arms character would work really well in smash brothers you know Yeah, Uh, yeah they're a fighting game character they have loads of different things they can do um i'm excited to to play that when it happens in june apparently so maybe it will be you know around e3 time that we will get um a bit more information on who that is and they might launch you know it could be a shadow drop on the day of nintendo's you know digital event whatever they do uh, that would mm-hmm. be exciting uh any other ones you want to pick out here Valley? for you uh
1: bravely default too we saw yeah. quite a lot of that that's probably kind of the biggest game we knew about going into this direct that they talked about mm-hmm. um now at the time of recording i should say i have played some of the demo you will probably... Have probably
0: talked about it in the first segment or oh, behind the curtain we haven't talked about the first segment yet
1: so yeah so i'm gonna be confusing everyone massively so <laughs> I'll just say I'm currently lukewarm on the demo, but it yeah. was cool to see a lot more information about this game. Um, I'm still feeling weird about the art style in comparison to a game like Octopath Traveler. Like it does, I don't. I'm not it wild. It it's the weird. Chibi. It mixes
0: this like polygonal chibi style with painterly, like almost 2D pieces in a 3D yeah. environment. And yeah, from, it's a strange from what I
1: played, it doesn't run it runs fine that's the wrong word but it doesn't look great in gameplay wise it just and I'm obviously it's not fair to just keep comparing it to bath Traveler but I just think visually that game looks so much better and crisper for what that art style is going for this feels very weird um No, I get that. And it was a little concerning and I know they had the big announcement at the start saying like COVID-19 these are all, all these games are potentially going to be delayed we don't know yet sort of thing but to just sort of say 2020 for bravely default 2 is quite vague. Um so yeah. I thought at this stage we'd at least have a quarter. Like that is quite strange.
0: Right. Yeah, they probably just don't want to commit at this point in time um because, you know, as we said things are ever changing. Um yeah it's good that they put a demo out there though because that's what they did with the original octopath and that seemed to be a good thing for them in terms of getting feedback from people about what they should change and what they should do um ultimately i don't think octopath turned out you know as well as it could have done even with that feedback that they got from people but you know hopefully that team gets to make another octopath traveler and Mm. makes it a game of the year contender
1: it was weird because kind of the issues you had with octopath traveler kind of weren't Revealed as such in the demo, like it wasn't clear that the entire game was going to be that structure. I don't know, but you know, like a lot of the the tweaks and things they made were to do with like the battle structure and stuff like that. So yeah, it was
0: more like UI quality of life type of things they uh, edited cool uh let's talk about ring fit adventure because this i think is one of the fun announcements ring fits a game that you know i think both of us have been like we should probably get that like people really like it it seems like an actually really good fitness tool and especially right now i think a lot of people want to get ring fit but the problem is it's sold out everywhere and people are price gouging it and it's a bit of a nightmare to even get your hands on a copy from nintendo so Um, they have added a new mode which is a rhythm game mode which includes like songs from mario odyssey in there um they've got some other music it's really cool as soon as i saw that i was like breath
1: of the wild and splatoon yeah
0: um i i was blown away by oh wow this makes so much sense and is such a cool twist on the idea um which is kind of exercising while also playing a rhythm game like wow it's kind of beat saber-esque in a way right um obviously probably not gonna get you in much of a it probably will get you a good amount of a sweat but maybe not as much as an intense extreme beat saber on hard difficulty or, or, or things like that um uh, there was something else I added as well maybe another extra area to go through i can't quite remember but um hey it's really cool to see nintendo supporting ring fit beyond just the initial release and saying hey we can do extra weird stuff with this thing now um get a rhythm mode in there uh, have you checked yeah. out any prices online to try and pick up ring fit yeah.
1: No, I'm not. I'm going to have a little look now, actually. Uh, but I am very interested in that game. I always I sort of, in, when they got the good reviews, I sort of thought, right, I really want to give that a go. And now for them to add this extra mode that just came out, oh my god! <laughs> there is yes. price gouging going on. Um, this has it for 120 pounds. Okay, good, great. Um,
0: yeah. And
1: yeah, that's the top result on Amazon. Okay, okay. and it doesn't appear anywhere else great so, good <laughs> excellent yeah. the the, the standard edition is like currently unavailable that's just like some one off seller who's sure p- pricing it at 120 quid so yeah maybe we're gonna have to wait a while to
0: unfortunately play, yeah. play
1: this game but uh but really cool that like it is selling well and obviously in, i was gonna do like a tweet saying what is the best game for covid19 is it animal crossing or ring Fit adventure and i think both of them are just like very suited to this situation yeah that we all find ourselves in um as well as video games more generally to be honest but yeah i i, I really want to get back to this well get it at some point
0: totally um any others that stand out to you there Bally?
1: not a ton and that kind of speaks to the strength i thought of this that mini director's very like minor announcements i'm just looking down this list. no
0: no interest in uh diving into bioshock or borderlands or any of these 2k games really that
1: random and and uh, borderlands actually is dropping off of xbox game pass this month um oh
0: interesting okay. I, I've, I've not
1: i'm not that interested there's a lot of games I wanna play before I play either Borderlands or Bioshock to be honest. Yeah. Um, as much as both those series I think have their place in sort of modern his video game history and are probably very good games. Um it's just not not on my list of things to do.
0: Yeah. XCOM is the one I want to keep an eye out of because that's certainly the type of game that I like, you know, like it's a turn-based strategy. It definitely you know, I've watched quite a bit of XCOM, Giant Bomb played some and it has a fire emblemness to it. Uh, which is which is definitely speaking to me and it's more likely I'll play that game on PC because I imagine the Switch version might be a bit rough um, you know as it tends to be the case with most of these third party ports uh, but it's nice that that's there and I think there's definitely an audience for that game in particular um, which is pretty cool. Uh, what about good job? I watched Brad Shoemaker play some of this. This is a a game. I'm trying to find what studio it was, and uh, apparently it's a studio called Paladin Studios. They worked on a mobile Katamari Damacy game, um, but this is a game that Nintendo published, which just basically got announced and released on the day of this presentation. And you basically play as a character who looks like you know. Um, the image of a bath like when you go into a bathroom like a uh, male or female man a a stick stick a stick person essentially and you play as like a stick person who is in this company and is doing odd jobs like within each floor of the building and lots of things break and you can fling things around the place and it causes damage and uh it seemed like a pretty goofy good time um little puzzly elements to it uh i I'm interested in it. it's not something that's like speaking to me to like play it right now, but it's very cool that Nintendo continue to do this trend of like snipper clips and the stretches and now good job where they're kind of you know working with smaller developers and publishing these games putting their kind of seal of approval on them essentially uh and then you know putting them on switch uh, and it it seems to look pretty great so yeah looks good um, cool. definitely interested in it at some point um ninjala was another one i wanted to talk about ninjala like the most ripoff of splatoon aesthetic possible is that the first
1: we'd seen of this game
0: no they showed off ninjala a while ago maybe a couple of years ago in um, an indie presentation and i was always curious about it because i was like oh they're definitely trying to lean into this type of area but always my problem with this type of game on switch is well there's not going to be enough player base for it because like who, how many people are going to buy it how many people are going to stay on it for a community and things yeah. like that and then announced to the end it's free to play i was like oh brilliant like instantly that gives it an injection
1: that's almost like the baseline that these types of games just have to be now in the current like market, like if, yeah. If, if, if Apex Legends is coming out and it's free to play,
0: especially on Switch, because on Switch you're competing with Time for Smash Brothers, for Mario Kart, um, for exactly. the major like Nintendo now Animal Crossing, like online games on Switch, you're competing with Nintendo's first party. That's where the major communities are gonna kind of rally around. And so if you're something like a Dauntless or a Fortnite you have to rely on the fact that you're free to play to get people in there obviously Fortnite doesn't need to rely on anything because the biggest fucking thing in the universe but mm. you know what i mean like a lot of these like paladins came out on switch and i think the only reason that i can jump in now and get games and paladins is because it's free to play because otherwise it would be dead as a doorknob like Nidhog 2 you can sit there for six hours and no one will join a lobby for Nidhog 2 uh, which is a bummer so i'm glad that ninjala is free to play because i think it's the type of game a switch audience can rally around and it will hopefully build a nice community with lots of players in it um so that's good to see
1: um i've got a game i want to point out okay clubhouse games 51 worldwide classics yes Um, that it was like a combination of the ds game 42 all-time classics mixed in with we play like in one game right like first party right
0: i don't know i don't know who's making this i think it might be a different developer um, because i think 42 all-time classics in america was called clubhouse games so i think this might Uh, be the same company it's just a localization thing uh we don't have clubs in the uk right exactly um we just Classic have game. we just have all-time classics that's yeah. that's the uk for you <laughs> uh so the, yeah i was watching this i was like oh okay this and this and then they're like caromb board i'm like it just what kept going fuck? but here's the thing right <laughs> like caromb board is one that people won't know what it is unless you're indian or whatever um karen board is a game you've played it with me Bali, before it's this giant board where you flick these pucks and you have to get them into little mini goals um the kind of in the corners it's almost like a snooker board but square mm. and you yeah. play it on the ground you place it on the floor i remember when we uh, had a lot of pogs remember pogs you'd get in like crisp but packets we'd, we'd
1: use like the the pokemon ones that came in yes. the crisp packets that we from would. the second generation
0: Yes, and we'd use that and play Karen board and um, because like sometimes the the major big puck pieces that I have, they're quite like thick and they hurt your finger when you flick yeah. them. Because you're supposed to flick them, <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I've I played that game since I was very young, and now being home in Edinburgh at the moment, the Karen board is in my cupboard, so me and my sister might get that out and uh, play a bit of that for a little while, relive some you memories. You
1: need to like put a bit of powder on it, like you do. Yes, powder. it
0: is supposed to have powder on it so that you don't like so things don't can slide a bit easier and and things like that it's it's a weird thing anyway that was very weird to see that just pop up randomly during that uh sequence of
1: weird weird games I mean, it's a a worldwide classic it is a worldwide classic it's gotta be in there
0: absolutely um cool i think that pretty much covers a lot of things that i was interested in they did do like a bit of a montage reel at the end that had some some things come to switch like um I can't remember now. There was it's just nothing's come to my mind, but there
1: was like the Pokemon stuff. It wasn't there right. wasn't much more info on that. It was like a bit more info on like Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 yeah. DLC or something and yeah. I don't. Know. I wasn't interested that much in most of the other announcements. They were they all felt quite small but i know that they appeal to certain audiences
0: i think a lot of them are like hey here are more ports here are more updates to games you already have like there was the animal crossing update they were like we're doing bunny day and i'm like oh great like nintendo treating animal crossing more as a games as a service we
1: can't we can't say easter so we're gonna say bunny Day. exactly yeah
0: (laughs) of course um but the idea that you can go around the island and find the eggs and like everyone like you can invite people around to your own island and like have an egg hunt and stuff like that it's just a nice idea um and i think that nintendo going all in and and like making a big deal out of these events means that people are going to treat it more like a destiny style game where you're always coming back to animal crossing Mm -hmm. you're always Mm -hmm. engaging with new things because animal crossing has always kind of been one of those games but nintendo have never made a deal about like today is this thing is happening get on it i think in our just social media climate right now that just is much more of a big deal um even back from when new leaf was happening i don't think twitter was at the kind of level it is now in terms of the way video games are talked about so so yeah
1: people want those exclusive items so they're gonna come in even if it's just for the need to get those things like made of eggs you know
0: yeah i mean even when i have taken a break from overwatch and i'm not playing it much as soon as they have a seasonal event i will log on to overwatch and get my free loot box because it's there and i (laughs) i will take it from them you know i'm not going to deny that to myself so everyone likes free stuff exactly free stuff is very good so yeah overall solid nintendo direct mini um you know xenoblade i'm excited to replay that one of the best games ever made you know so good that more people get exposed to it i think especially because xenoblade 2 sold so well on switch there are a lot of xenoblade fans out there now where there weren't before um so now they can experience the game that is better than that second game uh, which is the original so excited excited uh they also of course nintendo the week before held an indie world presentation which usually they do one of these around march every year because at gdc nintendo has an area they usually have a mixer gdc mixer where a lot of the press go to it and they play a bunch of indie games that just got announced in the indie world presentation of course this year there was no gdc there was no mixer but nintendo obviously still had indie games to promote to get out there and uh, to talk to people about and i like the way they handled this presentation in terms of the setup because mostly it was them cutting to developers in loads of different countries you had loads of different languages being spoken and subtitled across the bottom which i think is really nice to show how global like the independent uh, community is on switch um and i overall just thought it was a nice way to present this information um so so yeah it was pretty cool uh how do you feel about the, the indie world overall bali what were your takeaways from here
1: pretty solid normally indie worlds are like i feel strongly about the games at the beginning and the end and fairly mixed about the stuff in the middle this time it felt like i cared more about the stuff in the middle even though i think the highs were nowhere near as high as what has been in the past for example
0: yeah definitely there, there was no like big cuphead moment or you know uh golf story, golf story or, um, or something that stands cadence out. of high rule. yeah exactly These are like the big ones totally um and i think some of that is a little bit Biased because it's like, hey, here's a thing you already know about. It's coming to Switch, and to some degree, that's less interesting than things you don't know about. But,
1: but that, but that's where a Golf Story, I think doesn't fit that mold where it was something new and all of a sudden just from seeing like a little bit of gameplay people were like whoa this
0: is incredible i I totally get that but also golf story is just mario golf right like there is there is a reason why it's not just because it's a new brand new thing you've never heard of i think it's much harder for a brand new thing you've never heard of to make an impact on you because you've not heard of it before and you don't know what it is and you don't know how it plays um which is the tricky part of this and i think nintendo like to focus on things that people haven't heard of and sometimes that will just mean that the audience is like well what is this i've never heard of it before and it's like well yeah they're trying to tell you about new things so you can expand your horizons and maybe try a different video game that's not the same yeah. 10 video games um which i i like um so uh yeah let's do the same thing here let's pick out some things that stood out to us i think probably the last campfire is the one that both of us were probably most excited by
1: yeah definitely the number yeah. one for me just totally looks like my kind of style of game kind of zelda like dungeons the 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 art style just really worked as well some amazing lighting
0: going on there to to the point at which i was skeptical that it was running on switch i was like is this being real with us right now is this just pc footage i'm not sure but uh the interesting thing about this this is from no uh, no man's sky developer hello games uh and sean murray popped up on the screen and you know with one of uh, the other developers i guess and introduced the game and i was i was like are they gonna bring no man's sky to switch that seems ridiculous but no they are bringing this game which i believe was actually announced and shown at a game awards presentation two years ago i think it was 2018 game awards potentially that it was shown off uh, maybe it was last year i can't i can't recall exactly uh but it felt kind of new to me in terms of i didn't remember it from before i knew they were working on something but um yeah, looks very very neat. Uh the type of thing where you're kind of going around finding these fires and like bringing back these little chibi characters to life again. They almost have a journey-esque look to them, you know, in terms of the design. Um kind of feels like that, but uh but uh, yeah, that was the big one for me. Um what else stood out to you here, Bali? Probably
1: the game at the opening uh, blue fire. It yeah. just had like this real neat-looking third-person movement to it that looked quite enticing
0: yes definitely that um that was definitely in terms of its platforming and you know jumping and and things like that was up my alley the one thing about it is like it it is kind of more 3d and like open space and i I wonder how that runs on switches with all these games i'm always going to be skeptical about frame rates and resolutions and and stuff because for the most part like it's a 50 50 toss the coin of of whether a third party game is going to run well on switch or, or be good on switch so um, but that one did look cool the other one i thought looked really cool was summer in mara which is a yeah. kind of stardew valley harvest moon-esque you know you live on a yeah island or farm or whatever and you go around and you do stuff And i think this one for me just spoke to me a lot more than a lot of these other games i've been seeing in terms of it looked a lot more polished. it looked a lot more clean. I really like the art style of it. It had a good vibe to it um good bright colors and things like that and there have been games like my time at Porsche, which I've seen, and like uh, dragon cafe uh, little dragon cafe I think it was called the games that are trying to do this thing, but don't quite nail it um This is the first one I've seen of that type that I'm like, oh, I might be actually interested in that. It seems like it's doing a better job with it so far um and, and yeah and then there were some other things as well baldo was one where it had a very nino cooney art style very like studio ghibli zelda style to it which uh was definitely neat quantum league i like the look of that that uh again though it's one of those like it's a multiplayer game and i wonder how that does if it's not a free-to-play thing uh, especially being an independent game like we've seen stuff like morphy's law come out and obviously that was just a mess technically but also you know there's not enough people online playing Morphe's law for people to to get into it and get into the ecosystem but quantum league was really interesting because it's about like time manipulation and like rewinding and creating a second reversion of yourself and it had a pretty clean art style to it as well it kind of looked like the type of thing that would work on switch uh pretty decently um so so yeah that was another one that stood out to me uh and yeah there, there's a few other things that have come to other platforms um super liminal uh, have you seen much of super liminal before bally
1: uh i can't think about it off the top of my head but i might have
0: it's it's the one where you take objects and like they grow in size and like perspective wise you know like oh yeah 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 and, yep, yep. Go bigger no, and smaller. It looks really cool so it's not out yet on other systems it's been out on pc a little while now yeah
1: pck okay, yeah. got you yeah it looks really cool I, again i question how it would run
0: on switch yeah um how do you feel about moving out out uh that's kind of overcooked style one where you're moving furniture to places oh yeah
1: yeah it looked very stretchers like that whole two people moving a thing through like a puzzly kind of style area uh i'd be interested in that definitely
0: yeah it seems like the kind of co-op thing that has there's like it feels like we're now in this era where lots of games are getting inspired by overcooked like overcooked seems to have inspired a bunch of top-down kind of uh, cartoony you know co-op adventure style things that have been popping out here and there um good job is kind of like that i don't know if good job has co-op to it though uh, that is an interesting question um
1: did you say moving out was the one that initially started on stadia or yes yeah. i believe
0: it was first announced uh, for stadia uh but obviously that that thing is not doing too hot right now so i'm sure moving out will do much better on the switch where it's kind of built for the audience that is there already um and yeah i don't know there wasn't a lot else here that really stood out to me wingspan wingspan was bird? weird apparently that is a card game that is an existing card game oh um, okay that you know i thought it was a bird video spotting. game bird spotting you know go and look and see what birds you can find but yeah apparently it exists already it's like a tabletop game um interesting but hey
1: i think there'll be a big bird spotting community and someone <laughs> will say hey have you heard there's this game called bird span uh, wingspan, sorry, wingspan yeah. um and people are okay and then you know nintendo sell a few switches For sure yeah another market
0: yeah no definitely that, that's definitely potential um i think the one that the name that we were just laughing about was eldest souls it's like i mean come on can you get more of a just like generic eldest dark souls. souls title that kind of sounds like elder scrolls elden ring zelda scrolls elder scrolls like it was just a bit uh a bit weird and it was, you know it's a top-down action hard game that you fight bosses we get it there's a million of these like i think you know when we talk about the most influential games of the last decade like i think you're stupid to not say dark souls because like my god the number of games inspired yeah. by dark souls is ridiculous it has had such a huge impact on the industry indie triple a everything so
1: um i am dead
0: yes that was uh it was
1: very strange it kind of like took you through this cell shaded seaside town that reminded me of like the the kids show balamori yes
0: absolutely and then
1: and then like they go through this museum and at the back of this museum the guy just says i am dead and it's like okay
0: (laughs) 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 apparently that is a game where you are kind of manipulating objects in the environment and like doing puzzle solving and stuff like that um so that sounds more interesting to me than what was kind of presented because
1: yeah it'd be nice to get that from the presentation you know it's sometimes these trailers miss the point
0: yeah yeah. no i think i think they did like do a little bit afterwards because obviously shout out to johnny Vinyaki who was hosting this um but you got the voiceover after that trailer was shown that i think went into a little more detail about it but i think we were kind of just talking over it at the time so okay um, Fair enough. yeah cool uh well yeah i think that pretty much uh covers most of the things we were interested in in that presentation of course there's a lot more stuff that was announced um the last one actually sky sky is uh it's a game that's been on mobile for a long time it is the follow-up to journey from that game company Genova chen and crew over there uh obviously you played journey earlier this year right that was earlier this year wasn't end of last year uh, end of last year. it was end of last year right end um, of last year. and sky is a game that like i think a lot of the games industry has been waiting to play because we're like it's going to come to real things soon you know not to disparage <laughs> i like that real yeah things. you know <laughs> uh you know what i mean the real things for gamers yes of course um so I'm interested to see how Sky does because it's much more of a social game. I don't know like I remember watching some of the quick look and being like I don't really know what this is like how it works. So I'm interested to see what happens when that actually comes out and people will review it properly. Um so but yes, that's pretty much it. Um uh, overall, it's nice to get little bits of news here and there, you know, anything to take people's minds off what's going on is is probably good, but uh yeah let's keep waiting um video games are still coming out you know we've got lots of things to occupy ourselves with at the moment so i think uh you know it's it's due time that people just stop worrying about what nintendo are gonna announce and maybe just spend some time actually playing the things that they put out there (laughs) for once (laughs) because i think there is a danger of a lot of people out there who get so excited for video games and then when the video games come out they're like ah i don't really want to play it now i want to get excited by the next thing I don't
1: think... And I mean, sort of, if you think of it, how Nintendo operate, which is obviously very f- much financially, for them, Animal Crossing, which hasn't been out since, what, 2013, yeah. since the last, like, original game, for them, New Horizons is such a big staple that they could have released three four btu games and they wouldn't have made they will not wouldn't make as much money as this game is in the process of making so i think that uh,
0: they they would be in danger of cannibalizing themselves really so
1: well exactly so i think they really just want everyone to be buying animal crossing and yes and may, that seems to, working, like, seems to be working judging uh, by like seems to be working but but the idea that like the this half of the year is quite sparse for Nintendo I think from like what they're thinking about financially it's not going to make a difference
0: no um and you know the next i guess the next first party game out will be Xenoblade right like that's probably the next thing yeah um yeah which for most people Xenoblade will be a new game right if you think about the audience of switch versus how many people bought Xenoblade on the Wii versus how many people owned a new 3DS and bought that knowing that it was yeah. a new three DS game.
1: The Wii was a long time ago at this point. yeah Like there's a lot of people who won't have played it. In
0: September, it will be the 10 year anniversary, I think, of actually no. Well yeah, I think it came out in Japan in twenty ten. So I don't know what month it came out in Japan, wow. um, but it was it was twenty eleven that I got it because it came out around the same time a little bit before Skyward Sword did in the UK um so yeah almost 10 years since the original xenoblade which blows my fucking mind like that is crazy um
1: it, it does feel weird that often we will know a little bit more about a big top tier game that's coming out like say summer november time um and we kind of don't this time so they if say so you do get like i don't know mario odyssey 2 announced at e3 i think it's unlikely that'll be released november or like holiday time it's more likely that'll be the following year
0: right because it'll get naturally pushed by the fact of things going on right now yeah right, right. yeah um we'll see i mean you know i think it is a it's a time when people are inside and playing video games so i think that you know it's it's a good time to do that so if you're struggling to figure out what to play because there's so many things i don't know just go and backloggery and click the fortune cookie that's what i do sometimes and i ignore it (laughs) it's Um, good fun it's good fun um cool well that will wrap us up for the show uh thanks everyone for listening um thanks if somehow you got here from my viral tweet and are listening to this podcast because you saw a thing on twitter um, that 's really weird i just it 's just so strange i don 't know what my life has become. The universe is trying to tell me something about animal crossing valley like i don't i don't know what it is, but it 's telling me something. The fact that the wild world video is like over a hundred thousand views. And now I have a viral tweet. I don't know what my life You're is. You're going to get some
1: villager come to your town and like, M.E.Z., you must be the guy with the viral yeah, tweet exactly. <laughs> it's like written into the game. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, great. So you can, of course, find all of the things we do all over the internet, all over places. Um, you can support us if you, would, uh, if you would like. Obviously, it's hard times out there, so I do not blame you. Um, if you are penny pinching and saving things um, but if you would like a bit extra content to get you through the day uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash this life um, where we would like to thank some of our supporters by
1: yes thank you to our two 10 ten dollar tier patrons they are my fiance caroline and atari alex but thank you also to all of our other patrons um we hugely appreciate all your support
0: absolutely uh, you can find our show on twitter by going to at tnl podcast that's tnl podcast where you can get updates on everything we do uh all of our links all of our
1: everything we do but mainly animal crossing
0: but mainly animal crossing yeah mainly just loads of that stuff um you can find me on Twitter where I am now famous at LordNBZ. <laughs> uh where can they find you, Bally?
1: Uh I'm on Twitter at Ballyman ninety one, that's B A L L Y M A N nine one.
0: Cool uh you can obviously find the show in loads of places we're on spotify we're on stitcher we are on soundcloud no we're not that's a lie i don't know why i said that i think that's one of those things that podcasters say and it just came out of my mouth for no reason we are not on soundcloud don't go to soundcloud um we are uh, on Pod- SoundCloud's so big i think so i think so I hear
1: about it less than i used to
0: yeah i mean yeah it exists people use it but it's mainly music people who use it because like you have a A time limit Uh. of like one hour, and I'm like, that's barely enough for half a podcast. (laughs) Um, but like, if you're making an album, that makes sense. So, I see. Anyway, yeah, yeah, you can find us in different podcasting apps. You can download those and subscribe to our show and listen to it all the time, which is good. Update I want to give an update because I spent an entire day like a week, was that two weeks ago? I don't know what time is anymore. Um, i re-uploaded like 55 missing episodes of the show um they're all there now so every episode is now back on the main feed you can go and find any episode you want we
1: we have successfully transitioned to the new yes host and everything is there and our minds all right peace.
0: yes finally so please just satiate all the effort i put in and just download a random old episode because otherwise why would i <laughs> doing that uh, <laughs> a lot of work but not is. for much much feedback oh uh, well i'm sure people uh, are glad that they can go back and listen to a random yeah, news totally. special the weird ones were like i was going through episode by episode and then i was like oh wait here was a random news special we did on the new 3ds or whatever um so yeah those are there for your perusal if you so desire um i think that's pretty much it you can obviously send us emails into the show tell us how you're doing how are things going what backlogs are you getting through at the moment um we'll do some emails next week um obviously this week we're talking a lot about animal crossing so i want to give it a bit more space but we would like some more emails from you you can go to our discord of course links in the description but bally where can they send those lovely emails to
1: please send your emails to this nintendo at gmail.com that is this nintendo at gmail.com you can also post a comment in our discord server uh link to that in the description and also on our twitter account uh we'd hugely appreciate it and yeah just have a good time hanging out in discord where i think it's important that people do like talk to each other and just because you're living apart from everyone else and not seeing people face to face you can still have a you know we're we're video gamers we have a great time chatting to people online and playing online like this this shouldn't be uh you know as big of a difference perhaps for a lot of people who are very much into a hobby
0: like video games sure yes um but you know people uh posting the animal crossing section a lot there so we've been to different people's towns and stuff and and had some good connections go there so go check it out Uh, enjoy that will pretty much close us out then um Thanks for joining me, Bally, as always. Um, Thank you. Any plans for you know staying inside any any board games you're getting out any creative projects that you're finally getting to i don't know i
1: think reading that's one uh, I'm yeah fucking hell yes how long has it got me
0: to fucking get you to read this star wars (laughs) book that we both said back in they took a global pandemic it only took a global pandemic for bali to read the book that he suggested we should read star wars books together i ended up (laughs) reading it and like three months later bali still hadn't so I don't know, i'm yeah. a couple
1: of chapters and i'm enjoying it i'll read more cool. today it's no? good fun Exciting yeah me and caroline were just cooking a lot sitting in working from home it's very strange because you're only like a half hour walk away from me right yep. now but we are yeah. both in isolation yes exactly um, the altar bridge song keeps going round and around in my head every time someone mentions the word isolation yeah i know um, so that's
0: that's good Great. I'm, I'm all right Are you You picked up any new hobbies no i might write a book i don't know we'll see write a book yeah <laughs> I've, been, I've been thinking about writing an epic fantasy book so that's nice a yeah uh, we'll give see. it a go
1: you should sure. maybe start with a short story but just yeah. a thought.
0: <laughs> no 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 let's let's go 700 pages mate that's all i'm about go, go uh, big or go home go big or go home uh cool well uh thanks for listening everyone we will be back in a couple of weeks time until then stay safe stay sane and uh, we'll see you soon Bye-bye, folks. The musical interlude used on today's episode was 7pm from Animal Crossing New Horizons. Copyright Nintendo 2020.